That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. Than I used to be. I mean, I'm tempted to wear air protection with you talking sometimes. Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. We're your co-hosts. I'm Peter Bill. I'm Cecil Davis. And we're just trying to have a conversation without Googling it or fact-checking things online. Those things can so easily kill the conversation. We encourage our listeners to, you know, hold off as long as you can before you Google it, right? And hold I, How long can you last, Cecil? <laughs> and I did not do this other day. Somebody caught me. I was in a conversation. They called you out? Yeah, I was in a conversation. I was trying to remember the book from the eight. I think it came from the 80s or something, called In His Steps. Okay. Do you remember that book? No. So it was a big deal. We got, we got it. Our church gave it to us at graduation. All right. And all the graduates got a copy of In His Steps. In His Steps. And so we were having a conversation. I was talking about the book, and I could not remember the name. And Well, how did you get talking? How did you get talking Googled about the book? It. How'd you how'd you get talking about it with your Well the the conversation was have you ever read a book and the author was a different gender than what you had imagined them? Okay. All right. And I said, No, I hadn't done that, but I did read a book that I thought was true, but it turned out to be fiction. Oh, and that was this book here. And that was this book. And you couldn't remember it. And I could not remember the name. And then I pulled my phone out and I Googled it. It was terrible. How long did you last? Uh, for the conversation, it was the end of the conversation. But that ended the conversation. It did, didn't it? Did yeah. it? When it? Have you ever done this before, though, and you just waited as long as you can? And then eventually you figured it out. What's the feeling when you figure it out? I feel like I've exercised my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels yeah, really good. Off. Like, yeah. I mean, and, and, and actually, that also, it's, that also usually kills the conversation anyway, right? Yeah. I would never have come up with any steps. Oh, you want to figure it out? Not this time. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll let you. We'll let you buy. I think this book is where "What Would Jesus Do" came from. That okay. phrase right. came from this book. Now, did your counterpart in the conversation? Did they? Um, did they know you had a podcast and this was a personal? Oh yeah, yeah. There was three or four people that realized. Were they? What were was they happening. horrified? They were horrified. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I was <laughs> reprimanded. Well, welcome back uh, to the studio. Uh, we're actually in the Camel City Annex. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of an unusually cold day. I had the gas logs fired up. Very I've nice. T- I've turned them off because they make a, a hissing sound, kind of like your refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I turned them off so, that we, you know, we wouldn't have a lot of background noise. We don't need any... We don't need anything that hurts our sound quality anymore. Right. We didn't need, you know, we don't need 40 hertz uh, gamma waves to help people concentrate. Y'all are hanging with us right now. Speaking of gas logs, uh, that leads into our topic tonight. So our topic tonight is items with short learning curves. Now, tell me why would this be, why would, why would this be part of a don't sound right episode? I think it doesn't sound right because of the amount the, the things that we allow into our life that are really pretty dangerous, but we, don't, we just don't think about them. We kind of take them for granted. Right, like gas being piped into your house. So this natural gas that's right, right. here. Right, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that can go wrong 
with these gas logs. Yeah. And if you don't know anything about them... Now, these have a lot of safety mechanisms on them, right? I, right, because they're sold to consumers. Right. And they try to idiot-proof them as much as possible. Right, but these are the new ones. The old ones, right. not so much. Yeah, but even the new ones, if you, uh, like if you messed up a gas line and yeah. didn't know, you, know you, could have a, you could have a leak. Right. You could have carbon monoxide. You could, uh, you know, if you tried to install them yourself, I don't think a lot of people would try to do that, but... I installed these myself. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we turn them on? Sure, try them out. Uh, but you know, gas, ga- gas would have a very short learning curve you gotta, if you mess okay. them up. Short right? learning curve, right? Well, I won't. It's that's that's kind of the the phrase of well, I won't do that again, or I won't do that again. Is right. that part of your right short learning curves? It's like the uh, saying about you know you're not going to touch a hot stove, but one time, right? You know, if you get burnt because once, you learned, you learned really quick, right? That uh, stove is hot. Don't touch it again. So what else things were you thinking of uh, when it came to things that have a short learning curve? So we were talking to a listener this week, you and I both were, and we were talking about high-tension springs that are in your house that people just don't, they take for like granted. What, what, like what kind of high-tension spring are we talking about? Oh, if you have a garage door. Which I have. You probably have a spring on it. I have too. That is under a lot of pressure. And are that, they? Yeah. And if it that if you breaks like so if you have, if you break if your garage door breaks yeah and you're working on it and you lose a spring or you break a spring that door can come crashing down very quickly okay yeah it's yeah. holding it's help hold up holding up the door but right. the spring itself is it under that much tension that could I don't know ruin that the your spring day? would hurt you but okay. the but the door, but the door would hurt you oh yeah coming that's down right. yeah okay but you and I work on cars yeah, and the right. coilover springs on the front of a car yeah. under a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's all these TikToks about where people don't even like to even look at them once they take them off because they're scared they're going to... They're going to pop. Yeah. And I never understood what, what what kind of damage they would do if they popped. But there's a lot of potential injury, in potential energy in those springs. Well, I imagine it's not necessarily the springs that's going to cause the problem. Mm. It's the compressors that you use that compress those off. things. Yeah. Those things would snap, and mm. yeah, those things would go flying, and they're heavy pieces of metal. Those yeah. things would go flying. Right. So um, so we have a lot of things in our life that, with the slightest miscalculation or right. misuse, right. severe things could, bodily harm could happen to somebody. So I was, I was replacing a manual, a manual window regulator, which is just the piece that rolls your window up and down. If you... In your car. Some car of you door. have never rolled a window up and down. Some of our younger listeners, you've always had electric windows. Right. But used to, you had a handle, and you would roll a window up and down. So there's a mechanism in there for that that's on a spring. It's on a coil spring. So I had taken the mechanism out. I was looking at it. I'd never handled one before. And the teeth were just loose enough that when I bumped it, two pieces of metal looked like a pair of scissors. They closed really quickly and just about took the tip of my finger off because wow. my finger. But again, I learned a lot about coil springs really quickly. Now, I, you, you got to admit, though, that that is something that the average person is not going to be messing around with. Right. Okay. The average person would not what be What about things the average like garage person... doors, they could. If you had a bad garage door, I could see someone All right. you know, shaking the door sure. or trying like that and a spring breaking. Or right. a spring just spontaneously breaking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, well, it's what people would normally run into. Um, pocket knives, short learning curve. Yep. Uh, I learned when I was a kid. I'll never forget it. I, my first pocket knife. I forgot how old I was. I, I must have been in elementary school. Got the knife. Dad went into the store to go get something. I get out the knife, and I have a whole a piece of paper. I'm mm. holding it up, mm. and the paper's you know draped down. And right. I'm holding it up with one hand, and I'm taking the knife and just slashing at the paper. Right. That was so cool. Yeah. yeah. And guess what I did? Sliced your finger. I sliced my thumb, and I still have that scar. It's still right there. Oh, yeah, you do. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, for me, it was before I got a lock back. Okay. So yeah, I just had a yeah. pocket knife. I had a traditional pocket knife. So if you don't know, lots of pocket knives now lock. Mm-hmm. So the blade locks open. You can't close it unless you push a little button or yeah. move a little... Uh, lever to get it to close. But that's uh, the first pocket knife I had just closed. You just move it when you need to. Just move it when you need to. So, of course, I needed to drill a hole one day. So I'm drilling a hole in a piece of wood with my pocket knife. Oh, so you're and it, holding it up on the yeah, tip yeah, and kind yeah, of twisting yeah, and it twisting it. Ooh. And it snapped closed, you know, so it um, closed across three of my fingers. Oh. And um, so I learned really you quickly. You learned not to do that. Yeah, that's learned a, not to do that. Be that's careful a good with pocket. Yeah. 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 Pocket knife, short learning curve on a pocket knife. What about uh, water? Now, what about water? Well, we pipe water into our house. Yeah, yeah. But water can be a very destructive sure, force. Sure. Even a, a drip can be had, very destructive. If you had a leak, it, yeah. I mean, I think I know at least two people close to me, a neighbor and a, uh, a family member that had their dishwasher mm-hmm. have a slow leak underneath. Rotted the floor out? And, oh, it did worse. It wasn't that slow. Mm. It was slow enough where you couldn't detect it, but it was fast enough that it spread everywhere mm. and got everything wet and caused mold. And they had just replaced their floor. Oh, man. I mean, it's stuff like that. My oh, neighbor terrible. happened to my neighbor next door. They had just redone everything. And just and messed it, it up. And in a matter of days, their floor underneath was all ruined because of a bad valve on a dishwasher. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we pipe this into our house under pressure, not a lot of pressure, yep. but under pressure. And so uh, I'll just will say that you are only going to disassemble a faucet once while the water's still on. Oh yeah, that's right. And I, 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 I like to, I remember growing up, I remember growing up watching some kind of TV show and, you know, the hapless father was trying to do home improvements. And he was working on the, on the sink. And sure enough, he didn't turn the water off, did something to the faucet. And water, you know, it was a geyser going up under the ceiling. Yeah. And I thought to myself, even as a kid, what an idiot. I mean, come on. <laughs> are you really that? Right. Are you really that? Well, it happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard to do. Well, you, you think. Right. I don't think I need to turn the water off. Now, why wouldn't I turn the water off? Well, I wouldn't turn the water off because that might cause another leak. Yeah. You know, those little the little yeah. valves underneath, they don't always seal when you close them, and they don't seal when you open them back up. Sometimes right. they drip, and so maybe we're not... Yeah. So I thought I could do something like maybe lubricate the mm. the, the the faucet or the knob mm. without taking without turning the water off. It's like, I'm not going to be exposing myself to the high pressure. Why well, is right. wrong? Yep. Yeah, water went everywhere. Yeah, water. Short, short learning curve on water. I feel like matches are um, are ones 
that have a short learning curve. Matches, and, yeah, I would say matches and lighters. Matches, you know, you kind of learn where not to light a match. You kind of learn where not to set down a hot match. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right, after, you, after you've done it, there's, there's some things that you've learned that, yeah, there matches, there's a pretty steep learning curve, the consequence. So I, I think this gets to the question, though, of what constitutes a short learning curve? Pain. Okay. Pain and destruction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anything that the slightest misuse of the item, if it causes pain or destruction, we'll call that a, a short, a, a steep learning curve. Now, uh, Rob uh, submitted that uh, your secondary parachute has a short learning curve. Now, that's... The backup parachute? The backup parachute. That if you don't know how to use a backup parachute, you probably learn pretty quickly if your primary chute has failed. I guess you would teach. Yeah, that's kind of a, a self-taught. You're yeah. gonna, you're gonna figure you. <laughs> you're, you're, figure you're, you're gonna figure it out. Capacitors. So lots of things have capacitors in them. Right. And they, you'll have to help me on this, but a capacitor, in very simplest terms, stores electricity. Yeah. And so the the probably the most common thing I can think of is when we used to have flash cameras. Uh huh. A little capacitor in there would store up a little bit of electricity out of your battery, yep. and then it would produce that kind of high burst of power to give you the flash. Right. Because the battery by itself couldn't do it. Right. And so that's why you had to wait a few seconds for the capacitor to it recharge. Make that, little, make that little humming sound. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so capacitor, that, but all of your, a lot of electronics have capacitors. Yeah. Have you ever discharged a capacitor? I have. <clears throat> I've discharged one. Uh, so one of the things that you find capacitors on are the real big ones mm. on big on big electric motors. So your air conditioner compressors, uh, yeah, 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 um, air compressors like out out here, anything with a big um, big electric motor. Oh, the uh, your dryer mm. or your um, your washing machine that has a big electric motor that spins is usually a capacitor there. Yep, to give it it gives it a burst of energy to get that thing to spin. Yep. And uh, so you've discharged one? Well, you know, I have, and it's always been very boring. Oh, really? I've never had one spark or anything. Oh, good. Um, I, have you? Have you discharged a I discharged that? one, yeah. I discharged one on a camera one time, but I had my finger there, and so I got a pretty good jolt. So you used your finger to discharge it. <laughs> oh, I hit it with something and, <laughs> and took, took most of the charge, I think, through my so, arm. Yeah, so th how did that feel? It was pretty numbing. <laughs> even, even on a little, even a little camera, a little camera, really. <laughs> yeah, the uh, well, and the same sort of thing is, is like you're only going, you only bump a car battery once with a wrench. You ever done that where you where you ground the car battery with a wrench? That is why you take the negative wire off yes. first, Cecil. Well, because I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to be that close to it. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? Yeah, that's why you take the negative off first. You take the negative. I've, I am now a firm believer in taking Like Good. I said, I learned. And that's right. That's right. Negative off. It's quite a spark. It. It's yes. quite a firework when you yes. use a inadvertently use a screwdriver or a wrench yeah. to, to short the positive onto the ground yes. or onto negative. It's, uh, it's spectacular. Oh, it's, well, you know, you can weld things that way. Yeah. You can, yeah. maybe not with one battery, but with two batteries, mm -hmm. you hook the two batteries together, mm -hmm. and you can get, take your jumper cables, hook them up, mm -hmm. and then with the other one, you actually have a welding rod. And can weld with it? And you can use, you use it as an arc welder. Huh. I mean, it's a quick weld. It doesn't right. last long, but you can weld it. If you're, uh, if you're having to MacGyver or something. Right. So. Which we often do, right? <laughs> in, our, <laughs> in, our, in our garages. <laughs> we often do. 
All right. Uh, we've uh, talked about landing a plane last week, but again, there would be a short learning curve for landing a plane. Well, some people learn better than others, it sounds like. I have not learned my lesson. No, in fact, uh, you know, we got some uh, nice email from Bill, mm. whose daughter is in the Navy, mm. and she's getting her pilot's license, and she really doesn't care to land a Cessna. It's very difficult. There's a lot going on. And after talking with his daughter, Bill would say, no, he cannot land a plane. Well, and that was my question to you, <laughs> Tonight, yeah. So my cousin asked me, Sky, he says, have you changed your mind since Chris's testimony? That was my question to you, also. And I was like, no, no, I still think I'm landing I think if, I think this is true for me, huh? that if I were to be in a simulator, if I were to be in a simulator and, you know, I had a series of crashes, I would likely blame it on the simulator. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the simulator's fault. I mean, there's... Yeah, it must be the, you know, you should be able to, my excuse is you need to be able to feel the air. You need to feel the airplane. That's right. How steep, how steep of a learning curve could it really be? Right. So uh, we got a few more we've thought about. Uh, uh, an axe has a pretty short learning curve on it. Okay. What could go wrong with an axe, Cecil? I've, I have not personally had an, uh, an accident with an axe. Um, I've had near misses with an axe. But again, you learn pretty quickly. You hope you survive. Whatever you do wrong with an axe, you hope you survive. Yeah, I mean, the near miss is part of the learning curve, right? The, Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think if you've, um, if someone's, someone, I think someone who is a good teacher mm-hmm. on using these things yep. can describe the scenario where things go wrong. And that is enough. That is enough to make you understand that harm or destruction. Could occur. Could occur. But you have to believe them. Oh, like yeah. you don't. I, you you yeah. and I don't believe we can. A plane's going to crash if we're in it. No. We believe that we're going to land it no matter what. I think it's easy to believe that if you have an axe, what could really go wrong? I mean, you're just slicing. You're just. But yeah. when people describe, no, no, the thing could miss and it'll yeah. go onto your foot, and it's you're not stopping it. And, you know, you figure out, okay, then I'm going to cut in such a way that that can't happen. Right. And you, you and I both watched the show Alone. You watched Alone. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. And these are these are master uh, woodsmen and women, and they often cut themselves. They, yes, severely. Sometimes they have to yeah. pull themselves out. Yeah. Do you ever think you can do this? Do what they do? No. No. So it's interesting. We can land a plane, but we can't survive. <laughs> no, those those guys and gals are amazing. Yeah, and, yeah. And I would. I mean, I, I would just love to see their pack list. I yeah. Just, I just like looking at their, like, what yeah. kind of gear are they taking with them? I, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, it's interesting that I can think I'd land a plane, but I don't think I could survive like that. Um, I think I, I hope I could make it through the first night. A lot of people, like in the first two and three seasons, yeah, they wouldn't make it through the first night. Right. I mean, as soon as they landed, they were tapping out. Yeah, they were freaking out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got. I. I don't blame them one bit. That's a short learning curve too. That's that is. Um. All right. So uh, shovel. Tell me about a shovel learning curve. I'm. I'm trying. I am. I, you know, this was something that uh, a list we got from some folks that they gave some things. How about a shovel? What do you think about a shovel? I think that's the. I think uh, this is probably a short learning curve for the person standing next to you sometimes. Just because, uh, you know, that's a sharp thing that you're jabbing down into the ground. Right. 
so you don't want to hit anybody's foot with it. I've seen that happen once. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, no bueno. Well, I guess the other, when you're using it, I mean, it's pretty intuitive. I guess that's the other thing about a sharp learning curve is that is the thing intuitive. Yeah. A shovel's intuitive. You know what end to use. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, I, like if I was using a shovel in the yard, I would always have to keep my kid. Like I, I didn't want one of them walking up on me and me not knowing where they were at. Same like with a lawnmower. Well, I was going to say lawnmower, it's a, there, yeah. there's one for you. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you do not put anything near the bottom of an operational lawnmower. Right. You just know you don't do it. Right. Or you, you hope you know. Right. Right. How about wearing eye protection? Do you wear eye protection when you mow the lawn? Well, that's another short learning curve for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I have natural protection built in since I wear glasses. Mm. But I used to wear contacts. Mm-hmm. And I was pulling up a carpet one time. Mm-hmm. And I pulled out a carpet nail, and it hit me in the eye. Mm. Now, fortunately, it didn't do any damage. But I wear safety glasses now mm. religiously. If I'm doing anything that I even might think will create. Yeah. yeah. No, lawn, lawnmowers, um, weed eaters, yep. blowers. I hear something that has a slow learning curve, mm-hmm. a very shallow learning curve. What's that? It's, it's when you're young and you wonder or you... Do you, do you really think about your hearing and hearing protection? Oh, uh, yeah. By the time we've learned <laughs> to wear ear protection, generally too late. I am much more serious about my ear protection now. I am. T- I mean, I wear ear protection just with a lawnmower. Yep. That used to be. I and mean, I- I'm tempted to wear ear protection with you talking sometimes. <laughs> I uh, have also started wearing a dust mask. If it's uh, real dry in the summer, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I even, I'll even do that. Okay. Now, this is the same guy that used to run a, a dip tank, which <laughs> treats metal without yeah. any type of respirator or anything. You did, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And the fumes wafting off of that. Oh yeah. I'd stand over that your, tank for six hours. Did you get your hands into it? Did I did you? not get. I had a crane. Okay. Uh, I mean, the stuff would get on you, but um, I wasn't putting my hands down into it. Was the tank a, cl- a cleaning or is it a, a surface treatment type of deal? Yeah, it was cleaning. Cleaning. Cleaning yeah. part of the That's paint. That's some bad stuff. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's some bad stuff. Cleaning, cleaning grease off sheet metal before yeah. before we sent it to the paint booth. Woo. So I'd stand over at six, <laughs> six eight hours a day. Oh, oh. How old were you? I was thinking probably 17, 18, yeah, 18 yeah. something like that. Yeah. Same yeah, thing. I, some, we're missing some brain cells here, Cecil. Yeah. Well, and all this stuff, all the solvents I used when I was a kid, just doing stuff on cars, it's no telling. Yeah. Because I would do small body work. Oh right! I mean, yeah. when I when the first time I welded that scout together, uh-huh. it was all galvanized, uh-huh. and I was using um, oxyacetylene torch uh-huh. um, to, and I wasn't really welding it; I was brazing it. Oh really? I What's mean, the difference between welding and brazing? So welding means the base metal and your filler metal are both liquid, and they. You know, they weld together, they bond together. Whereas brazing, the base metal just gets hot. Mm -hmm. And then your weld metal is what um, goes to liquid and it flows Mm. onto the hot spot. And so you basically have, I mean, it's kind of like metallic glue is what you've done. Right. It's still a very strong bond. Right. There is a lot more forgiving. But the reason I bring it up is that I'm heating this galvanized metal, and that galvanization <laughs> is smoking and, smoking up, and wafting up, and, yep. and I'm sitting there breathing you, it in when yeah. I'm in college. Yeah, and you didn't have a respirator on, I'm sure. No respirator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of that stuff now, in retrospect, I'm like, whew. 
But I mean, there's, you know, I guess one of the things that you mentioned is there's this belief that if it's, you know, if it's available for us to buy, right, it must be safe. And we could almost do a whole nother episode on this, just the stuff that's available for you to buy um, retail. Yeah. Just solvents, rust converter, things to clean out drains, things to kill pests, things to kill weeds, yeah. all that stuff. Some of that stuff is really heavy-duty stuff. Yeah, it's toxic. Yeah. Are, this the, are the tools that we can buy? Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't, I'm surprised that we sell some of the stuff we sell. I have a I have a gas tank in here for my welder. Yeah, it's at two thousand psi. Oh wow! If I were to drop it and knock the knock the um, valve off of it, right. the thing would become a missile and it would go through my house. Absolutely, it would go through my house. Yeah, and you were able to buy it. I was able to buy it. Right. I actually exchanged an empty <laughs> one for a full one, and I didn't even show an ID. Yeah, and here's the funny thing: I couldn't go. Like I tried to buy some. Um, it's uh, called Salon 20. It's a really heavy... Salon 20. Right. It's a beauty product. I was using it to bleach a deer skull because it's heavy hydrogen peroxide. Okay, okay. I can't buy that without a license from the beauty supply store. Right. I can buy a smaller bottle from the retail outlet, but you can buy... I can go buy a brush killer that will kill stuff to where it makes the land unusable for, for 10, 10 years, years, and you can't go buy... A hair salon. Hair salon. To go bleach, right. a, yeah. go, go bleach a, a skull. Yeah. That's uh, backwards. Yeah, there are some things that you wonder um, what you can't, why, why we can buy some things and why we can't buy others. Yeah. Like you can't go buy Sudafed. You can't buy Sudafed anymore. Right. But you can go buy uh, certain insecticides over the counter that would, you know, that could really hurt That would somebody. kill a city block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if somebody ingested them, would kill yeah, them. Right, know? right, yeah. right. Yeah, right. that don't sound right, Cecil. Well, I think um, it don't sound right, but you've come to the end of our short learning curve items. So this, uh, I'm sure y'all will get some letters this week on other things that have short learning curves. And maybe some uh, why it was a short learning curve for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if you've learned, if you learned the hard, I guess it's kind of called talking about learning the hard way. Yeah, school hard learned If you learned the hard way on something, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah. But before we close, we want to thank everyone for listening. If this is your first time and enjoyed the conversation, would you consider hitting the subscribe button on the platform you listen with? Also, if you're a longtime listener, please give us a rating and leave us a review so others can easily find us and join the conversation. So there is not a short learning curve on making the decision to use wonderfully made designs. How'd you like that segue? If you need some stuff. Yeah, uh, stickers came in. They were great. Yes. We've uh, distributing them. Uh, thank you, Casey, for the stickers. Uh, small, so wonderfully made designs is a small business specializing in custom made t-shirts and decals. Um, contact Casey on Facebook at wonderfully made designs, 139.14. Use TDSR10 for 10% off your first purchase. Did you use your coupon code? I forgot. <laughs> You're a host and you I, forgot. I forgot to use my coupon code. <clears throat> I'll, use it for, I'll use it for something else. All right. That Don't Sound Right is a production of TDSR Podcast in conjunction with Camel City Studios. I am your co-host and sound engineer, Cecil. Peter's your other host and does all of our web design and the uh, AI-designed pictures are looking really great. Some are, some are AI, like uh, the beaver with the ravioli. Yeah. 
that was definitely an AI-generated yeah. picture. Was the airplane AI? No, that was not AI. That no. was that was easy to find. It's always find easy to find wrecked airplanes <laughs> in the jungle. Because oh. somebody thought they could land an airplane <laughs> in the jungle. Somebody thought they could land it. Uh, Camille's our barista. Emily's our graphic designer. Uh, Ella does our IG. Uh, Ella's doing IG for another group now, too. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, Georgia tests our merchandise. Brent is our international brand ambassador. And as always, listener number one is Scott. Scott. So until next week, keep talking. And stay curious. Mm-hmm.